Hello all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. And I am Lee. And you're Lee. And oh boy. So this is what we were alluding to with our uh, coverage of The Mandalorian, uh, The Believer. We're going to do a little bit of talking about the big announcements that came out of Disney. And they are plentiful. Um, they had their big, I guess, investor thing that they had last week. And they just announced a slew of Star Wars content and Marvel content's going to be coming out in the future. They announced, I don't know if it's going to be a movie or a miniseries, but let's just get into it. So for Star Wars, uh, Lando is going to be a big one that's going to be coming out. I don't know if uh, Childish Gambino is going to be starring in that. I cannot fathom him not being in that in that, in whatever that series is going to be. I know it's going to be limited, but just, I mean, the way that he played... The way that he played Lando in, in Solo was amazing. I don't even want to say mm-hmm. that he did a good job playing Lando. He just did a really good job of mimicking Billy, Billy D. Williams. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's funny because you say that like he did a great Billy D. Williams. But yet I thought that the guy who did, um, the one who played young, young Han Solo, did a very good young Han Solo. Mm. As, opposed to a young, as opposed to a young Harrison Ford. And I think that's the that was the big trick, and that's why I enjoyed the film, you know, um, Solo, because you you're not watching it saying, oh, let's see how much he he acts like Harrison Ford. Right. No, that's not what I, that's not what we want to see. We want to see a young Han Solo, not a young Harrison Ford. See, it's weird that so, you, it's weird that you say that because I got more of an indie vibe from him. Yeah. In that movie, like very like more indie than than Han. It it was weird for me. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe okay. that's just me. Maybe. Anyways, uh, another announcement. <laughs> Part of... So, Netflix did something similar with the Marvel Universe. Uh, Warner Brothers did something similar. Well, the WB did something similar with the DC Universe. And now I guess Disney's going to kind of copy the same thing. Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. Rangers of the New Republic are both going to be separate series. And it's going to be mm-hmm. running along the same time as The Mandalorian. Hmm. Okay. Um, both both of the new series is uh, the head. Well, the showrunner is going to be John Favreau, so everything's going to be all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Super excited wow. for Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, no, I Ahsoka. Mean, it's Ahsoka. Uh, fine, hmm. Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, <laughs> Ahsoka, Ahsoka to me. Yeah, whatever. Ahsoka I to mean. me. <laughs> Shaka Khan. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know, there's just. I mean, I just got to say, I am just. A little overwhelmed, really, with all that's happening right now. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got this list of like what nine different things coming out. It's a lot. It's insane. It's, it's a, a lot. lot, and that's just Star Wars. That's just Star Wars, right? So, I mean, you even got like the Bad Batch, which is you know animated, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, it actually looks really cool. I like the way that they advertise for it, where they kind of like you know burned away where it said the Clone Wars. And said Bad Batch, like, okay, so you kind of get it's in that era, you know, that area of, like, it's animated, it's a new type thing. But honestly, there's so much going on here, and I'll, I'll admit, I'm kind of out of the loop with some of these lesser-known projects, like the, um, the, Al- the Acolyte, Visions, um, and I was with the Bad Batch until I saw that. But I was like, okay, uh, Andor, yep. um, Vi- well, there's a lot. And- a- oh, keep, keep, keep going, I'm sorry, keep going. No, 
No, I just, I'm looking at it saying, oh, you know, I was really happy with The Mandalorian. I like the way that it went off on its own tangent and it had its own thing going on. Mm -hmm. And they're slowly starting to tie more of, of the universe into it. But now I'm like, oh, no. Like, there's, there's more room for, for um, fumbles. Right. Here, you know, with there being so many things coming out at once, it's really hard for, I mean, for Favreau, never mind, I mean, anybody else, really, to spin this many plates at once. So I'm just, I, I'm concerned that balls are going to start dropping. Well, see. The plates are going to start falling. It goes in, I think it goes in, I think you nailed it a few weeks ago. Or maybe it, maybe it was right when we started covering the second season. You had mm -hmm. mentioned that you wanted the Mandalorian to be finite. And exactly. that's absolutely not happening. I mean, mm -mm. and I hate to say this, but it's almost like, it's almost like Mandalorian was the bait. If this is popular, we're going to go ahead and just push Star Wars to the absolute limit. And it was. Yeah. It absolutely was. And now they're going to push everything to the absolute limit. I'm mm -hmm. excited for this first wave of shows and movies that we're going to be getting. Anything past that? Yeah. Anything past that? I'm iffy about and we'll see what happens. We'll see what direction everything goes. But this first wave... I'm I'm all for. I'm not going to doom and gloom it right now. Um. So another mm -hmm. thing that you mentioned is we're getting the acolyte, which I'm really excited for because from everything that I've read, it's going to be from the point of view of the dark side or a Sith. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I mean, it's called the acolyte. It's not called the panel one. So I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory right there. Super excited for that. Uh, Rogue Squadron is going to be a film. Is going to be a film. Uh written and directed or maybe just directed by patty jenkins patty jenkins is you know famous right now for wonder woman wonder woman 84 and i had no idea about this until i did my research into it she did the 2003 movie monster which was a good movie for, oh wow yeah which was a really good movie for from back in the day so i'm mm. um, i'm happy about that and then the big one that you and i have spoken about here and there but never really dove, dove into obi-wan it's going to take place 10 years after the events of Sith. <laughs> Hayden Christensen is confirmed to be in this as either Anakin or Darth Vader. I don't know. We'll get into that in a second. And what mm. has me really excited for this is it's going to have a single director, a single vision. Uh, Deborah Chow. Chu? Chow? Mm -hmm. Chow? Um, she directed a couple of episodes from the first season of Mandalorian. I don't know those episodes off the top of my head. I just remember that, oh, she did, I think she did a couple back to back and I really liked her vision okay. and I really liked the way that she took things in those episodes from back then. Um, mm -hmm. but I agree, but man, a single vision, uh, like ever since I saw the first season of true detective and the way that it was just done by a single person, I think, I believe his name is Corey Fukushima, Fukushima, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm probably butchering it. Anyways. I'll let you take that one. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Anyways, the season was phenomenal. Now, it was, you know, your average run-of-the-mill cop drama, but the elements that were inside of it that came from, like, the single mind was brilliant. And... That has me really excited for this. I've always, I, I always like that when you have one person at the helm of everything and then, no, I'm taking control. You're not going to have any guest directors come in and out. Because with The Mandalorian, with The Mandalorian, everything feels very scattered. You know what I mean? 
Hmm. So I'm happy for that. Well, scattered okay. in, scatter in the sense that every episode feels different because every episode is directed by somebody else. So they so everybody's yeah. just trying to put their own little stamp on everything. Like not every episode feels the same. In something like this, I think everything's going to feel the same, and I'm really excited about that. It's funny because I, I'm at the opposite side of that just because I know there's a stagnation. I was actually just talking to one of my staff about that today is when you get you you get kind of complacent with things Mm -hmm. when you're doing the same project and working on it so long and i've actually really enjoyed the fact this goes back to us talking about like carl weathers when he directed his episode like it's really nice to see it's like okay i know that we we had that issue with that little ferret creature you know i'm just like why would he be okay with that right wouldn't you think he would not do that but on the other side of it if you have a director directing one episode, they're putting all of their effort into that one episode, not an entire thing. We have a better example is I, I, I oversee um, so many different programs where people's lives are basically, you know, I'm helping them have everything they need for support for their daily life. Um, for those who don't know, I, I work with um, I work with the support teams for development, developmentally disabled um, individuals and. I have to make sure that everything is good there so they have places to live, places to go. I help, we help them get work and, you know, get their medical attention, all that stuff. But in that, I have so many people that I'm, I'm overseeing their support team. And if I only had one person, I could give my 100% to that one individual and make sure they have everything they need all the time, 24-7, and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, but with it being, you know, a caseload of like 20 people, you know, and it's like all of their support teams, you know, underneath working with them, it's a lot harder to to give that full attention. So I like it when I have, you know, weeks where it's like, hey, so-and-so's on vacation, they're going with their parents. I'm like, great. Then I can just focus on these, you know, individuals. So okay. I can focus on, on less and make sure that they get my most effort. So I liked when an, a director was not trying to direct, you know, an entire season of episodes but they're focusing on just the one thing because then you get a really good episode. Right. So, so I, I think you and I are kind of on the opposite sides of it. And I know we had that discussion before, specifically when we were talking about Carl Weathers episode, um, where I really enjoyed the, the changes, you know, it wasn't getting stagnant, you know, and it was, it was constantly, you know, evolving, but there was the the same general story, the same point that they were getting to, they're all working towards the same goal. So it didn't seem to, up and down and crazy for me. Definitely season two of The Mandalorian has been a lot different than season one. Um, I feel like I feel like Favreau directed more episodes, and then every now and again there was like a new person would pop in. But then here it's like consistently like there's new people. I'm sure because Favreau was doing like 50 billion other things right now. Yeah, he seems pretty busy. Seems. He's he's pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but hey, good for him. You know, I know. good for him for getting out there, but. I know what it is to have your hand in so many different um, areas of um, of just leadership. You know, I'm in different areas of ministry at my church, like multiple. And then, you know, my leadership role in my job and then leading my own family, being a parent and a husband. You know, it's it's very challenging and very easy to get burnt out. And I, I'm worried after seeing all of these things that he being like pretty much the, the Kevin Feige of, of Star Wars at this point. Um, I just, I I don't want to see him get burnt out and then balls start to to drop. This is really weird that 
you're the pessimistic one in this right now and i'm the optimistic one like i'm super excited for all of these and it's just oh i, I mean I, it's a I'm very odd too, it's but... a very odd role reversal mm-hmm. here man <laughs> i think I, I different think, seasons man i think deborah <laughs> i think deborah sure is going to do a really good job with obi-wan i'm i'm all okay. about it i can't wait to see that and that wraps it up yeah. for uh that wraps it up for the star wars announcement there was a couple of other shows in there that were mentioned that i i didn't really look into because i didn't know much about them um you mm-hmm. had mentioned andor I believe mm-hmm. that's gonna focus on, and I can't remember his name to save my life. The um, the commander character from Rogue One, who is kind of like in charge yeah, of the mission. Yeah, Ca- Cassian. Cassian, Andor. thank yeah. you. Yes, it's. I believe it's gonna focus around him. I have no idea what that right. would look like. So, again, I- I'll absolutely yeah. check it out when it happens. Um, moving on, some Marvel things were announced. Um, oh, oh. boy. So, <laughs> Ironheart, Ironheart's going to be a series, which is going to be starring, mm-hmm. wow, Don Cheadle. Um, mm-hmm. Not going to go into too much about that. We got a ton of trailers. Loki got a, the trailer for Loki is amazing, and I can't wait to see that. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to you about it a little bit when, when um, we each both first saw it, and just the fact that they're going to be playing with time in this thing and yeah. just the way that he the way that he was DB Cooper. And then I don't know if you're familiar yeah. I don't know if you're <laughs> familiar with it, but there was actually a scene and there's a Polybius video game in the background. If you don't know mm-hmm. the story behind Polybius, it was an arcade game that was around in the eighties, in the early eighties, like eighty one, eighty two. And it has all this yeah. lore behind it about people going through psychological, like traumatic events playing the game and like men in black type figures being seen near the game and just people going missing. The problem is there is no record of this game ever existing, but a bunch of people from back then remember playing it. It's just, it's just one of those like little nuggets of detail that they threw in that trailer that made me go, Oh my God, like they're really going mm. all out with this. Really excited That's about that. Really excited about the time variant authority that they're going to be bringing into this whole thing. I can't wait for Loki. That's my big one. Uh, and well, yeah, I mean, I I was kind of surprised with Loki. Like, I didn't know where they were really gonna go with it. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh. So it's not that I didn't like it, and this is weird because you're right. I am kind of going on the pessimistic side here. It's very it's not odd. That I didn't it's, like it. But... It's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I didn't I didn't like it. I was just not expecting it to go in that direction. And I'm like, oh, like I knew that Owen Wilson was in it. So when I saw him there, I'm kind of like, oh, wow. Wow, that's great. I got a mustache. Wow. I didn't catch on to that. Um, I did not catch on that that was Owen Wilson until my third time. Are you serious? It. Dude, yeah, right I off didn't... the bat, as soon as you hear he's like he's like, Well, you know, we're gonna you know, time works differently down here. Like, yeah, I didn't you know, get it. You look over here and you're like, Wow. But <laughs> it was pretty obvious. I knew that he was in it. I remember reading that, so as soon as I saw his face, I was like, Oh yeah, they did say that. Okay. But well, again, didn't expect him to be old with a mustache yeah. in an elevator with Loki like a prisoner. I'm like Okay, what's going on here? It's it's a very very weird take on this character, and I think they're uh, again again it, it kind of goes back to Thor was such a serious movie. Thor two even worse as far as serious like it being like taking itself so seriously, and then you have then you have Ragnarok, and you're like, whoa, okay. So there was clearly a transformation in his character when he was with you know humans, you know, and they're kind of doing the same type of just weirdness with Loki, you know, where they're going off on this tangent where you're like, that's not, 
I mean, Loki was always kind of a, you know, he's a trickster. That's what we know. He's a trickster. So this series is really going on with that trickster thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not, again, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I just, it just kind of, it threw, it caught me by surprise with this direction. I did not expect it to go this way. So I'm keeping a completely open mind. You know, I'm not, well, I'm not going into it with anything. Like I'm not going to, you know, be expecting it to be anything other than what I've seen so far. I'm just going to go into it totally blind. Right. So, which is, which yeah. is the way that I think everybody should go into all of these right now. I mean, it's, it's new, it's mm. fresh. Star Wars and Marvel are going in different directions, bringing forth a lot of new content. I think everybody should go in with an open mind. And that's yep. really weird for me to say. Um, it, it, this is this is such a weird role reversal for us right now. I feel like if we were in the same room, we should just get up and like switch chairs or like sit on the opposite sides of the table or something like that. It's very yeah, or, you know, or you know, you grab the orange soda and <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Switch switch the caps. <laughs> we don't need we don't to need talk. to talk about McPukey pants. No, we, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Anyways, um. So, so just, just an update again, because not everybody listens to like our old episodes and everything. Will and I have known each other for over 25 years. We're probably the oldest friends we've got. Wow. Um, yeah. For, yeah. For most cases, if you think about it, I mean, yeah. we're long time. We're in our, we're in our mid thirties at this point and we've known each other since we were like seven and eight. Yeah. So around there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, long time. um, it's, it's pretty nuts. It's, it's pretty it's nuts. Been a long but time. We've, we've. We've we've had some fun experiences. We've done some really <laughs> dumb things. Um, uh, I will definitely say, as we mentioned before, doing a Star Wars all feature film marathon. I don't recommend you do it all at once. No, please not take at all. your time with that. Absolutely, <laughs> space it over about a week, maybe a month, even. You know, yeah. do like a couple a couple movies a, a couple week here and there. And yeah. It. Otherwise, you're gonna hate the person you're doing it with, and you're gonna hate Star Wars for at least four months. So. Anyway, so something <laughs> back else about to MCU. Something else about Marvel that I really love that they did. They made the decision mm-hmm. to not recast Chadwick Boseman, which I'm all for mm-hmm. because I hate recasts. Oh yeah, and this just makes the most sense. Well, except at- for the way they, except for the way that they did War Machine, that was still super creative. Uh, okay, I know we didn't. I, yeah. I know that episode that we did on Iron Man Two did not get aired. I, maybe we could talk about that again. Um, but oh, I, I have, thought it was great just the way that, the way they did that was brilliant where yeah. Don Cheadle walks into the room and we know it's not Terrence Howard anymore, but you're looking like, wait, that's not Rhodey. Like they look nothing alike. If if you could get two people and and have like them be opposite, besides changing the gender, you couldn't get too much polar opposite than like Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard as yeah. far as looks go. So I was like, Wow. And they actually okay, played into that's it in bold. the movie and, too. And they did where he says the best line, and it's the best thing I've ever seen for explaining a character change, which is, it's me, I'm here, let's get on with it. Right. It was, you know, like, can, can, we, can we move on? It was like, it was so funny because they didn't bother going through any kind of type of explanation, making up some baloney story that he had a facial change or something, <laughs> you know, like, they could, have, they could have gone so many different directions or just not said anything about it. But they basically said, we know the audience is not dumb, we're going to acknowledge them, and then we're going to move on. And it was perfect. Perfectly executed. I will definitely give that to Favreau. It was. It was phenomenal. It was. It was. It was phenomenal. It was, it was very well done. And last thing about Marvel that I have written that I wanted to talk about, that I'm super excited about because I've been wanting this since the beginning of the superhero movies, 
Fantastic Four was announced. It's going to be directed by John oh, Watts. Boy. It's going to be directed by John Watts, who did Homecoming and Far From Home. So I'm super confident in oh, this. Yeah. I'm super confident mm. in this. Hey, we're finally going to get a good Fantastic Four movie. And I'm excited for this for more than just that reason. So Tony Stark is gone. If there is mm-hmm. an intellectual equivalent to Tony Stark in Marvel, it's Reed Richards. Bar mm. none. I could absolutely um. I could absolutely see Reed Richards kind of being the focal point of phases Ooh. in the MCU moving forward. Listen, if it's not listen, I say that for a couple I say that because look, the character of Peter Parker, yeah, but no, he's too young. He's not going to accept that kind of responsibility. And it would go against Spider-Man, you know, just be a friendly neighborhood spider. He doesn't want to branch out and, you know, take control of everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the only, and the only other option, the only other option is, and it's not happening as far as we know, is if, you know, Fox absolutely jumps on board and then the rights for everything X-Men goes to to Marvel and we start seeing all of those characters start to bleed into the MCU and you actually get a decent Cyclops or you're, you know, mm-hmm. or you're using James McAvoy in, in, in that spot. Reed Richards, right. for me, is an absolute, is an absolute just fantastic replacement. So I, and, I don't and know you, if you, you saw groaned, some of the... You groaned, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go now. Well, no, no, I was just, I was, I was kind of going back and forth. It's like, for me, it's hard to replace Tony Stark, but whatever. So I don't know if you saw the fan photos. I mean, it's been going on for years now that they wanted John Krasinski to be, um, to be Reed Richards. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. I mean, he's, kind, he's come a long way from Jim Halpert, you know, for those of who've watched The Office. You know, he was doing, like, the Jack Ryan stuff. I mean, isn't he the one who directed um, A Quiet Place as well? Yeah. He, like, that was his film. I Plus, think he was so. in it. He and his, and his wife there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty, it, it's pretty cool that I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to having him as Reed Richards. I mean, because it would be a lot more of a serious role than, or a serious take on it than the other Fantastic Fours we've seen. Um, I mean, if we're going to keep on going that direction, we'll just get Tim Curry. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. But um, interesting, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously Peter Parker was, they were really leading up in, in Far From Home to him kind of taking on the mantle of Tony Stark because of his, his you know, his brilliance, his, his understanding of the technology and they being able to use it, which I think will still come into a play. Oh, of course. But I think, I mean, just, just to kind of touch upon what's going to be going on with the Spider-Man 3 um, thing is, I think that movie looks what nuts. they're going to. It, it's insane. Like that this, movie it, looks I mean, absolutely. We, we're insane. talking about all the Star Wars stuff. We're talking about all the MCU stuff. But I feel like Spider Man Three in itself has so many crazy announcements that it's it's almost like looking at the same type of of crazy diagram of all the things coming out. Just with with what's happening in this movie alone, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really as far as as far as MCU movies go. We're not really seeing a whole lot except for what's going on with Spider-Man 3. Like, nobody's even talking about Multiverse of Madness anymore, which we knew about before we knew about Spider-Man 3. So, because we heard the the term multiverse, but we're realizing they're really working in a Spider-Verse in this third installment of the MCU Spider-Man. It makes sense. It makes makes complete sense, though. It does. It does make sense. And and like you said, you know, why, 
why drop the bomb calling it multiverse if we're going to be introducing it in something else? Like, introduce it, you know, tease people first, and then, okay, now that we know there's a multiverse, let's make a movie called something multiverse. Okay, I'll take it. I think it's but also... the interesting thing I, is... I think it's also okay, very... I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's also very telling that Sam Raimi <laughs> is going to be directing Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. I think that's very telling. Oh, and, yeah. And, the fa- and, you know, you and I did have that conversation off, off microphone that... um. Hmm to introduce the idea behind the multiverse in Spider-Man and bring in all of these other characters from, you know, the Sam Raimi thing and from who's doing mm-hmm. the, the amazing Spider-Man. I, I barely paid attention to those two movies when they were happening. I just, oh. I, I couldn't swallow yeah. Garfield as Spider-Man. But his, that, his character, I mean, I don't want to sit there and just poop on it, but honestly, <laughs> um, it, it was just, it was not, it was not bad for a movie. But it was, but it was just like it, he wasn't Peter Parker. Okay. He was not Peter Parker to me. Okay. He was, he was too cool to be Peter Parker, and that was my big thing. How do you? Be, yeah. Okay. So just, since you, since you've yeah. seen them both, and you're more familiar with them than I am, how do you feel about Jamie Fox mm-hmm. coming back as Electro? Jamie Fox is a great actor. Okay. So I, I'm fine with that. I think he did a great job playing the character the way that he did. I just think that the movie itself. I mean, that's, I guess that's a big question. You know, what makes the movie, you know, what makes a character? Is it the director or is it the actor? I mean, you can kind of explain that when you talk about Mark Hamill playing Luke the way that he did in The Last Jedi, where he's like, you know, he really didn't like the way they were doing it, but he just said, hey, I'm just an actor. And as much as I, you know, want Luke to do something else, that's not what I'm told to do, you know? And I think he took things, you know, he he did them in his way as kind of a, you know, whatever. But regardless, the whole point is, does it come down to the actor or the director? That's, sorry, I'm getting off track. I can keep going back to Star Wars because I'm staring at a big picture of Star Wars right now. <laughs> in recent in recent, but, in, in, in recent years, in, you know, the, the modern era of cinema that we're in, I pay more attention uh-huh. to the director than I do the actor. I'm at the point right. where I really I, I, don't care who's going to be in the movie. I trust who's behind the camera more. Right. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, you can look at, um, I mean, but you can look at other things like Taika Waititi did in Ragnarok, where basically he only scripted like twenty percent of that movie. The rest of it was made up by all the actors. Right. I mean, even uh, what was that? Uh, get help. Yeah, get help. The whole thing where he picks up, and he's like, "Quick, get help!" and he throws Loki. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, okay, there we go. We get out of it." You know, like all of that stuff was just made up by the actors, and they ran with it, and it ended up making that movie great. And we're like, "Wow." This is what happens when you basically let the, the actors direct it. That's fun, you know? And, but, you know, in, in certain other circumstances like this, I think that Jamie Foxx could totally pull this off. I, I've enjoyed most of the things he, he's done. And the way that he played the character, very just like, I mean, you, oh, you didn't see Amazing Spider-Man 2 at all. Mm-mm. You didn't see his character introduced. But it was um, basically he was just like totally, you know, a goofball, like, like think like Nutty Professor. You know, just like tripping over himself and totally goofy. And then when he comes, when he gets his powers, he gets like angry that everybody was like lying to him and treating him differently and whatever. So he just kind of, he's trying to, he's trying to survive yet um, people are getting in his way because he needs power in order to stay up there and people are lying to him and he's just like angry and whatever, you know, power gets to people's heads and Blah, blah, blah. We see a lot of characters like that, especially as, you know, villains, you know, where they start off with good intentions, but then they get stuck and whatever. So I think that now that the character's already been established with the, the introduction, 
I think we could definitely see him take this and run with it in a very different direction, more of a serious role, um, but not, you know, we'll say an MCU serious, mm-hmm. not cartoon, goofy, amazing Spider-Man serious. <laughs> right. Or whatever they do. No, I absolutely So, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. Um, one thing I think is going to be really interesting about um, the Spider-Man 3 is we, we know that Garfield and Maguire are going to be there. And they have I'm not. Really hang hoping, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They have not mm-hmm. been confirmed. Oh, I thought they were. They have still. Well, as far as I mean, what's today's? What's today's date? Today is the fifteenth of December. As of the fifteenth of the December, I do not believe that they have been confirmed. They are. They've been rumored. You know, people close to the studio have said, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. But Disney has not Disney nor Marvel have come right out and said that they are at definite, you know, staples that are going to be in this film. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> OK, I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody else is going to be in this movie. It makes sense that they're probably going to be in it. I, I would say they're probably going to be in it. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying. Yeah. OK, I thought they I thought they officially announced it. So we were just kind of like waiting on that because I, they've been talking about it for a year. Exactly. At least. Exactly. So, but it and sounds really, like they're really pushing like it's, it's really going to happen. And, and I agree with you to, 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 to go ahead and drop their names. It's so weird that they haven't been announced yet. It's very odd. Mm. But I guess, you okay. know, I guess I guess we'll understand as as, you know, in the coming months. I mean, this movie well, let's let's Nowhere just say they are being confirmed. released. Fine, fine. We'll just say they. Let's hit, let's just say, for sake of argument, just you heard for, it hypothetically. You heard they are it here first from 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 the black and white guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. They are confirmed. <laughs> but no, the black guy and the white guy. Yeah, th- um, that movie. That that movie's <laughs> gonna just be absolutely crazy. I so, can't wait for that. But my my thoughts, and I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like you saying, Reed Richards might be the new big brain. I mean. I mean, when talking about big brain, I mean, we do, we still, still do have Professor Hulk. He still exists with his tiny little arm. Um, <laughs> which I'm I keep, more, I, like, I, when I watch that movie again, his tiny I'm little more, arm. When I laugh. say, when I say big brain, I mean like an equivalent to Tony Stark's genius. You know what right, I mean? Right. That's what I mean. And I well, also, and I also mean yeah. like the staple character that they can kind of build future phases around. I'm not. Ooh, well, wouldn't this make you happy if they do cross over the X Men and yes. finally we get yes. the Cyclops that everybody wanted to yes. lead everybody? Because yes. that would be pretty sweet. Yes, it would. Because we don't have Captain America. If we saw an awesome Cyclops, um, that would be very I would, cool. And I would. Be actually, it, I think it would actually be even cooler if it was James Marsden who just came back and redeemed himself. Things would happen would be to me. Awesome. Things would happen <laughs> to me in the theater when I saw that movie. Things would happen. <laughs> I don't want to. You, get you've too, been asking for that for I've been for waiting. Years. I've been asking for that forever because <laughs> they made him. We have to watch our language, but they made him look like such a just. Oh my god! Yes, I couldn't. Yeah. I yep. can't. I can't get over that. I'm never going to give forgive Hans for that. But anyways, yeah. Well, anyways. I mean, it just it added to it with the success of of Hugh Jackman. You know, that's another like, thing. Okay, well, let's just even make if, Hugh Jackman the focus for like if, everything. Even if they did rope in rope in the X-Men characters, they can't get another Wolverine. They, they, I, I don't think that they could do it. Hugh Jackman really, was such a massive... They're really pushing for it. Hugh Jackman was such a massive part of that franchise and just a massive part of, of, of comic book cinema, period. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a good idea to recast him. 
I don't I even mm. if you have a Wolverine type character in the background, I think that's a bad idea because all that's going to do is, you know, cause people to point and compare and it's going to take away from what the movie's trying to be. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's been a, there's been a lot of names thrown around. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I know. Keanu Reeves. I don't understand um, that one. I mean, I, I'm thinking I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled if they tried to talk to uh, Momoa about it. Because that wouldn't be bad. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's going to be like, rah, but I'm thinking Danny DeVito. That's what we need. <laughs> Danny oh DeVito. <laughs> Let's just, like, just really confuse everybody. No, dude, remember, remember, because Wolverine was a short little Australian dude. Imagine Danny DeVito doing this weird Australian accent. You remember the old X-Men? Like, before the Fox, you know, 25 one that we used to watch? Yes. But the one that, that actually had, like, he was wearing, like, orange and yellow, and he was just like, hey there, how you doing? It's like, oh, man, like... Imagine Danny DeVito as a little Australian Wolverine. <laughs> imagine Danny. De- imagine Danny DeVito walking up to you know an enemy in X Men and saying, "It could be worse. Your nose could be gushing blood." <laughs> snick, snick. <laughs> snip, snip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so oh, uh, man. M- moving on because I only got I only <laughs> no, got a couple. So of, I, I only got a couple of more things I that I wanted to say about the announcements. Oh, you got something else? I know. I just I didn't finish. I didn't finish my point about the whole oh, Spider Man thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so I think the whole point um, is with, like I was saying, with Tony Stark gone, them really trying to ramp up um, Peter Parker as the new like brain. It, it was a really good element, but I think the best way that they can fix that in this case is using, um, like Tony's gone. And he never really, um, P- Peter Parker was, was, was your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He wasn't some like genius working with technology in anything. Like, yeah, he was smart. He was a genius kid and he created like his web blasters and stuff like that. But we go into far from home where he's got the iron spider suit, you know? And I'm like, Hmm, like that's never really been a big thing. That's really stuck with Spider-Man himself. They're really jumping a lot of they're, they're skipping a lot of things about his development. I don't think so they what are. I'm thinking I don't think they're gonna they do. I don't think they skip well, anything what, about what his I think, development because it, when what, you, what when, I think they're gonna get here is he's living in Tony Stark's shadow okay. in a sense, you know, uh, okay, and that's exactly. what they really got. Okay. That's what they really got in Spider-Man: Far From Home is that he's living in the shadow of Tony Stark, and it's all sad. He's missing him. You know, he gets like you know whatever the Edith situation to kind of like bring it back. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping that Edith's voice, it wouldn't have been Edith, it would have been something where it's actually Tony, like just his voice, you know, kind of guiding him, that he could have like, you know, did some kind of like Jarvis AI type thing, and that mm-hmm. it could be a way. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is going to pop up in one way or another as some kind of computer of program. Is. Of course he you is. Know, and it's, you know, because yeah. that would be a huge missed opportunity with the amount of technology he had. So, I mean, we even saw at the end of Endgame where he had that, that message for his family, but I think what they're going to do, and I'm hoping they do, is they're going to use this opportunity with McGuire and Garfield. Again, let's just say hypothetically this does happen, you know. Um, they're going to use this as, a, as an opportunity to teach um, Holland's Spider-Man, Holland's Peter Parker, to be his own hero, to be his own Spider-Man, to not try to be a new, to not try to be a new Tony Stark, but to find out who he is and what's important to him, and that's when he really breaks out. Because we kind of saw that a little bit in the first Spider-Man that he did, where he was like, come on, Spider-Man, the power's within me. It's not about the suit. And he stands up, and he's like, come on, Spider-Man, come on, Spider-Man. And he pushes off all the, like, the pretty much the walls and, and ceilings that caved in on him. 
Remember when he was like looking yeah. in the puddle? Really cool shot. I love that where he was looking at his reflection, his half face, and then the Spider Man half face. That was just a, a an amazing, beautifully done shot. You know, to see in a movie. Um, never mind the crazy stuff that happened with Gyllenhaal there, or Gyllenhaal when he had all the all the the whole fantasy dream stuff going on around him that you would never think would be done in a movie, but they pulled it off with technology. So good. Um, but that whole part is like we're seeing him really become Spider-Man, not just Peter Parker, Spider-Boy, but he's becoming Spider-Man. You know, it's a coming of age that they're telling with this young, young character. He's the youngest um, hero in the MCU right now. And it's a, it's a great opportunity to continue to work on this coming of age story with him. And I think that's what, you know, if they do have Maguire and they do have Garfield in there, they're going to use that to really develop his character. So two he's thing, not just living in the shadow anymore. Two things, two things that I'll comment on with this. The first one, you nailed it. Uh, this iteration of Peter Parker, Tom Holland, he is living in Iron Man's shadow. So much so yeah. that it's almost like, I use this analogy a lot, it's almost like he's playing a video game that was developed by Tony and all he's doing is reconfiguring it to his play style. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yep, exactly. That's what he's doing with the technology that he has right now. So... Right. Say, I, I agree with you, he's not the genius, he's not the brain. That's why I really don't want him to see in that leadership role. I think you need somebody who has the brain and the capacity and the responsibility to be there. Peter Parker, in any iteration that we've seen him, it, whether it's in the cartoon, um, I haven't read all of the comics, I've read a couple of them, those, or any of the movies, especially these past two, he's not... He's not ready to take on that kind of responsibility, and I don't think I think it would be I think it would be a betrayal to the character if all of a sudden he was. The second thing that I'll say is the second thing that I'll say is I'm all for, you know, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire teaching this younger Spider-Man a couple of things to help him become a better version of himself, just so long as Maguire does not try to teach him how to dance. <laughs> we don't need to see that ever again. We never need to see anything like that again. So I don't even that. have a I don't even have a I don't even have a, a witty response to that. All I can do is laugh. That's I mean, yeah. if this if this movie ends, if this movie ends and they're both standing there and it's like an end credit scene and it's like, okay, you gotta move like this, you gotta point your fingers around and then feel the music. If if anything like that happens, I'll that would be a bold move. I would laugh hysterically, but no, that no. Mm. Um, one couple of last. If things they, that, I would like to see that meme, the Spider-Man meme, where the two Spider-Men are pointing at each other. I'd like to see that. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I could see that happening. A uh, couple more things that I'll say. Moving away from Marvel right now, we didn't cover everything, but we covered what you know was important to us. Um. So, I don't know if this is going to be a miniseries or a movie, but they announced Lightyear. Did you see this? Like Buzz Lightyear? Yes. Oh, you're serious? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be. I think it's going to be a movie, but I could be wrong. It could be like a miniseries. So, yeah, um, Tim Allen is not going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. Ready for this? Hmm. It's going to be Chris Evans. What? Yeah, I know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, I, I'm, I'm good glad voice. I got to drop I can, something I can on you. Hmm. Yeah. 
2022 they're talking about. It looks like it's it looks like it's a movie. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, that's what I thought. Interesting. Hmm. That's very interesting. It is. He has the voice. He has a he has a really good voice. I'm I mean, oh, I'm yeah. not going to I'm I'm not going to judge it until I hear it. Oh man. I'll, I'll, you know, the, ima- I'll, the image looks pretty cool. I'll 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 miss Tim Allen, wow. but I mean, you know, go for it, man. Good for Chris yeah. Evans. Wow. That is Good that is Chris really, Evans. really cool. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> There's just oh, so much welcome. going on. I can't keep up with everything. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. So, and the last thing that I'll say, something that I'm excited for, even though I haven't seen all of the movies, I'm going, I'm going to have to before I start watching this show. Aliens is getting, you know, a, a the full treatment on FX pretty soon. That was announced by Disney. Um, the showrunner is going to be Noah Hawley. He is... He's phenomenal. He is absolutely phenomenal. He did the first and second season of Legion. I know the second season of Legion, a lot of people didn't like. I did. I didn't mind it. And he's done all four seasons of Fargo. And he, when he does Fargo, he has an amazing understanding of the way the, oh wow, the way the Coen brothers utilizes theater of the absurd. If you want to watch something that's just zany and out there and things are happening without rhyme or reason while at the same time happening with reason, check out that show. But I'm super excited for Aliens. Um, I don't know how directly involved Ridley Scott's going to be. I know he was announced as an executive producer on the project. So that's really interesting, and I'm going to be looking out for that when that happens. Uh, was there anything else that you caught that caught your eye that I didn't mention? There's so much here. Honestly, I can't even I, I, I can't even tell you. Okay. I'm just I'm so overwhelmed still. Okay. It is. It's a lot. It's very overwhelming. It's yeah, very I think before we talk any more about Alien, you need to finish the movie. Yeah, I I did say that I haven't seen all of the films and I have to work on that and I will watch them before I watch the show. I I did say Now what's that. funny is I recently I recently listened to one of our older episodes. I don't Oh, it might have been The Martian. Um was it Ridley Scott that did The Martian? Yes. Okay. So you were talking about your love for Ridley Scott because of Alien. And I just realized now you still haven't even watched Alien. I haven't seen the so, first one. So how can you say you liked Ridley Scott because of Alien if you because, never saw it? <laughs> because, I thought, because I thought Prometheus was brilliant. Okay, okay. I, think, oh. I thought Prometheus was an absolutely brilliant movie. And I thought well, you Martian, need to you need to go back. Was a you need to movie. go back. I know it was. I, I know. I will go back. Wait, is the Martian? Do we have the Martian up here on the podcast? Is that coming out at some point? It's coming out soon. It's probably going to get pushed oh, back cool. because we're doing Tenet. Oh, we're doing Tenet. We're doing Tenet. That'll be coming out next. Ooh, yeah. We're going to start talking about that. Good segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you don't have anything else to add, I think that's going to wrap it up for this and stay tuned yeah. for stay tuned for tenant which will be dropping sometime on thursday yeah because here we go tenant <laughs> have a good one you too <laughs> <laughs>